Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jay Kahn. We have another packed 11-game card in the NHL for Thursday night, so plenty of options for where to put your money. But before we get started, remember to give the show a like wherever you are listening or watching and subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, let's get into this. Let's not waste any time. A theme of this card, though, before we really get into it, will be chalk. There is This is a chalk-heavy card. There is a lot of big favorites on this card, so it's whether you want to lay that chalk or maybe take some risks on some underdogs. That's how we're going to have to play this thing. But first up, we've got the Philadelphia Flyers plus 200 on the road in Boston to take on the Bruins, who are minus 250 home favorites. The over-under is six here. The Flyers are just a complete disaster on and off the ice right now. On the ice, they have a five-game losing streak. And off the ice, their organization is just decimated with COVID. It's run right through, and even into Lehigh Valley, their American Hockey League team can't play games right now. You also have Bobby Clark just firing shots at former GM Ron Hextall as well uh, about everything that went on during the Hextall era for the Philadelphia Flyers. Konechny, Provorov, Ristolainen, and Braun are all on the COVID list right now. Sean Couturier and Ryan Ellis are on the injured reserve as well. Good news is Claude Giroux will be back for this game. So a little bit of good news for the Flyers in this one. The Bruins, on the other hand, have won five of six since the new year going into Wednesday night's game against the Montreal Canadiens. So this will be the second half of a back-to-back for them. But with no travel involved, I think that's that's working in the favor of the Bruins. Changing up their top six has just worked wonders. The perfection line, we know how good it's been but moving Pasternak down to the second line has really given them a more balanced lineup and I think it's really working and you're seeing a bit of a different Bruins team offensively lately this is going to be Tuka Rask's debut as well he's going to back up Linus Allmark on Wednesday and he's going to make his debut and start in this game so no real play on this game at the current line but I I just think Boston's going to keep rolling I feel like they should beat Montreal on Wednesday I think they've got a good thing going here I just don't know what to expect from Tuka Rask but this is a pretty good landing spot against the Philadelphia Flyers. So if you want to throw Boston in parlays, if you want to play them on the puck line, I don't think it's the worst play. I just not, not really sure what we're going to get from Tuka Rask. He didn't even get a warm-up game in the American Hockey League. So this one will be a pass for me, at least for the time being. Next up, we've got the exact same line. The Tampa Bay Lightning are minus 250 favorites on home ice to the Vancouver Canucks, who come in as plus 200 road underdogs. Over under is also six for this game. Uh, The Canucks finally lost their first game in regulation under Bruce Boudreaux on Tuesday, a 5-2 loss in Florida, which is now being called the Kodak game for everything that happened there. Uh, If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go do a Twitter search for that one. Continue a difficult trip, though, as they play Carolina on Saturday as well. This is like now become the gauntlet. Tampa Bay, Florida, Carolina, when you go on that road trip, you're just hoping to pick up one or two points uh, out of those three games. So Vancouver's doing it right now. Tampa Bay absolutely waxed the Sabres six one on Tuesday. They looked really good. Kucherov with a hat trick. As long as Vasilevsky is playing, it's just really hard to fade this team. I think the only time I like to really fade Tampa is when they give Vasilevsky a night off. Palat did leave the last game with an injury is being called day to day. So he's questionable to play, to play this game. I just think Tampa keeps rolling here again. It's, it's a chalk heavy card. Don't want to lay the minus 250, but I did lay the puck line uh, with Tampa against Buffalo on Tuesday, and it worked perfectly. So maybe go back to the, the puck line here against the Vancouver Canucks, although I do think that they're a better opponent than what Tampa faced on Tuesday against the Sabres. 
Another chalk game, we've got the Carolina Hurricanes, minus 230, favorites on home ice against the Jackets, who are plus 185, road underdogs. The over-under is six for this game. The Jackets have lost four of five in the new year, including a 4-2 loss to Chicago on Tuesday, which was is just a boring game to watch. They played these Canes on January 1st, and they actually got out to a 4-0 lead, only to lose that game 7-4. Seven straight goals for the Canes in that game. They just have major issues defensively, and they give up a ton of high-danger chances. So the Canes are just a brutal matchup really for anybody but even a worse matchup for the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, the Canes are 9-1-1 over their last 11 games they're just a really good hockey team coming off a 4-3 overtime loss to the Panthers on Saturday so they'll be really well rested for this one 11-3-1 on home ice they've been really good in Carolina Jacob Slavin is in COVID protocols but other than that the Canes are pretty healthy right now I think they roll in this game. I'm willing to lay the puck line right now. It's minus one and a half or minus one Oh five. So close to even money for the Canes to win by a couple goals. I, I think this one could also be an over. I, I feel like they could score a lot. Maybe Columbus gets a couple goals as well. So I'm going to be playing the Canes on the puck line here. Next game on the card, the Winnipeg Jets, minus 140 favorites on the road in Detroit to take on the Wings, who are plus 110 home underdogs. The over-under is five and a half for this game. The Jets haven't played in a full week. Their last game was a 7-1 loss to Colorado last Thursday. And they need to get going to keep pace in the West. It's just really tough right now. Teams are making moves. It looks like the Jets are going to have to battle for a wild card with how the Central is taking shape. Nick Ehlers is on the COVID list, and Paul Stasny is being called day-to-day as well. The Wings come home after losing all three games in California, although they did lose the last two in a shootout and in overtime, so they picked up a couple of points. 3-2 loss in San Jose on Tuesday. Never really like a team flying from the West Coast to the East Coast on only one day rest. They had one day off between game so don't think this is the greatest of spots for the Red Wings Dylan Larkin did miss the last game as well with what they're calling an upper body injury and is being called day to day so I'm not sure if Larkin is going to be good to go for this game as he did miss the last game I like the Jets. Like I said, I just think that they have to get going. I I was high on Winnipeg going into the season. They've really disappointed me so far. I'm just, I'm really waiting for this offense to click on full cylinders. On paper, it just looks so loaded, even with Nick Ehlers out of the lineup for this game. So I'm going to play the Jets here. I don't love the minus 140 price on the road right now. So I will lay the puck line. It's plus 180 on DraftKings Sportsbook for them to win by a couple goals. I'm going to bank on that. I I think that they can get this thing done in regulation, and it is a tricky spot for the Wings coming back from the West Coast as well. Another team we haven't really seen a lot of lately, the New York Islanders, minus 200 favorites on home ice to the New Jersey Devils, who are plus 165 road underdogs. The over-under is five and a half for this game. The Devils are a respectable four and two since Christmas. They've actually haven't been that bad. They lost 4-3 in Columbus on Saturday in their last game, but tons of issues right now in terms of injuries and COVID. Severson, Kukunen, Brat, all on the COVID list. Blackwood is questionable for this game as well. So I don't even know who's who's playing in net. This the goaltending could be really shaky for this one for the Devils. The Isles, on the other hand, are actually 3-0-1 in their last four, but they haven't played a game since January 1st. So it'll be 12 days between games for the New York Islanders, mostly healthy except Ryan Pulak and actually head coach Barry Trotz, who are placed in COVID protocols. I think the Islanders probably win this one, even though there could be a rust factor that should be motivated. They need every win they can get to try to have any way to climb back into this thing. I actually like the over five and a half, though, with the Devils goaltending issues. I think the Islanders should be able to score in this one. And with the rust factor for the Islanders, maybe they give up a couple. They're leaky defensively. So I'm going to play the over five and a half. And we've seen a lot of overs hitting lately in the National Hockey League. 
Another chalk game here, the Nashville Predators, minus 290 favorites on home ice. The Buffalo Sabres, who are plus 230 road underdogs. The over-under is six on this one. The Sabres have lost six in a row, including a 6-1 loss to Tampa on Tuesday. They could get Kyle Lopozo and Alex Tuck back for this game as they did clear protocol, so a bit of good news for the Sabres there. Uko Pekalukinen, my favorite name in hockey, he left last game with an injury. So, again, the goaltending could be sketchy for this one. Just like I said with the Devils, the Sabres – dealing with some major goaltending issues of their own. And the Preds are not a team you want to be playing right now. Not a, not a team you really want to be playing in general, but especially when you're dealing with issues like the Sabres are. They're perfect in 2022, having won five in a row now, and they beat the Avs 5-4 in overtime on Tuesday in just a, a really good hockey game. Philip Forsberg is on the COVID list, but doesn't seem to matter. Other guys are just stepping up. Luke Cunning, Tanner Janot. It seems like whoever goes up there into the top six for Nashville has success this year. They have also scored at least three goals in 13 of their last 14 games. So consistency in terms of offense for the Preds, I think they roll in this game. Minus Almost minus 300 is a really steep price to pay. But if you are somebody that likes to play parlays, you can throw Nashville in there. I, I think that they just keep things rolling against Buffalo, who's dealing with so many issues right now. Another game uh, on the card, the St. Louis Blues, minus 230 favorites. So another chalk game, uh, Seattle coming to town, plus 185 road underdogs here. The over-under is set at six. The Kraken have lost six in a row going into Wednesday in Dallas. So they could be on a seven-game losing streak going into this one, giving up a ton of goals. They were beating the Avs 3-2 in the third period on Monday, but ended up falling 4-3 in regulation. So that was a tough loss for Seattle. Pretty much healthy aside from Jaden Schwartz and Brandon Tanev, who are on the injured reserve. The Blues, on the other hand, are, are playing great. They look really good. They've won four of five since Christmas and uh, got a bit fortunate, I think, to beat the Stars uh, on Sunday 2-1. couple of wonky calls late in that game, but they'll be well-rested for this one with a few days off uh, after that win against the Stars on Sunday. Braden Shen, David Perron, Vladimir Tarasenko, Colton Pareko, and Perunovic are all on the COVID list, though, for the Blues. So testing their depth, but they are a deep team. It just feels like there's so many other guys that can step up in this lineup for St. Louis. So despite all those names not being available, I still think the Blues roll. It'll be Seattle on the second half of a back-to-back here. You can get the Blues minus one and a half on the puck line for plus money right now. I think that's probably the way that I I would end up playing this game is, is going with the puck line once again. Uh, another game on the cards, so maybe surprisingly chalked to see the Blackhawks on uh, this big of a favorite, but they're minus 180 favorites on home ice to the Montreal Canadiens, who are plus 145 road dogs. The over-under is five and a half for this game. The Habs have lost all three games since Christmas and will play their first game since January 1st on Wednesday night in Boston. So this will be the second half of a road back-to-back for the Montreal Canadiens. They're a, a putrid 2-13-3 and three on the road going into Wednesday. So they've just they've been bad everywhere, but they've been especially bad on the road. Chicago has pieced together a little two-game win streak. They beat Columbus 4-2 in Columbus on Tuesday. Seth Jones was a late add to the COVID list before that game. I'm not going to play this game. This is just an ugly game. If I were to play anything, I think it would have to be the over five and a half and just hope these teams get loose. But this one's an easy pass with so many other games on the card on Thursday. And included included in that is the Calgary Flames, minus 230 favorites on home ice to the Ottawa Senators, who are plus 185 road underdogs. The over-under is six here. The Sens have lost three in a row but have only actually played one game since December 18th. It was a 6-0 loss to the Leafs on January 1st. So 
Uh, they're they're going to be rested. That's for sure. They should have most of their top guys healthy. Timmy Stutzla and Chris Tierney are currently in COVID protocols for the Sens. The Flames come home after losing three straight on the road to the cream of the crop. That road trip that I mentioned earlier, Tampa, Carolina, Florida, Flames just got smoked when they went on that trip. So last game was Friday, 6-3 loss in Carolina. They should be rested for this one. Although goaltender Jacob Markstrom is dealing with a minor injury, calling of day-to-day. So maybe he starts this game. Maybe you see Darth Vladar as well. I think this would be the one of all the favorites where I'd maybe look at, at playing the underdog. I don't love the Sens, but I think they're going to be a team to, to watch out for in the second half of the season and maybe grab some good prices on. The Flames also haven't been great on home ice this year. I do think they're going to be desperate after that losing streak, though, so I don't love the play. But plus 185 with the Sens with close to a healthy lineup, I don't mind that one. Also, we get a battle of the Kachucks, which is always interesting there as well. Two teams that are playing some great hockey. I actually love this game uh, late on the East Coast, uh, West Coast game here. The Pittsburgh Penguins minus 145 favorites on the road in L.A. to take on the Kings, who are plus 120 home dogs. The over-under is up to six for this game. The Pens have won 11 of their last 12 games. They're just rolling. They beat Anaheim 4-1 on Tuesday in Geno Malkin's return. Two goals, one assist, keep the change. What a return for, for Evgeny Malkin. Brian Rust is still on the COVID list, but this team is just rolling. Uh, the Kings actually have looked dominant in their last few games. They've won four of their last five with their only loss outplaying Nashville and having UC Saros stand on his head. Just check the shot totals from the last three games for LA. 48-20, 42-21, and 39-23. Those are all in favor of the Kings, and they beat the Rangers 3-1 on Monday, so coming off of a win. These are two teams I don't really want to fade right now. I think if I had to pick a side, it's just the plus money on home ice with the LA Kings, but it is so hard to get in front of Pittsburgh. They just look dominant at both ends of the ice right now, so I'm going to pass on this one and just kick back and, and see where the line goes. Maybe if I can catch a really big price on the Kings, I will grab it, but I'm just going to kick back and enjoy this one because both teams are playing some good hockey. The uh, Rangers, minus 125, road favorites in San Jose to wrap up the card. The Sharks are plus 105 home dogs. The over-under is five and a half. Rangers are one and two on their West Coast road trip with just vastly different results. They dom- they got dominated by Vegas and LA, and they dominated the Ducks. There's been no in-between for the Rangers on this road trip. Igor Shosturkin and Barkley Goodrow are both on the COVID list currently. The Sharks, on the other hand, have actually won three in a row, all by 3-2 scores, so they're winning these close games. Last two have come in overtime. They outshot Detroit 40-19 on Tuesday. They actually looked really good there. Tomas Hurdle continues to be a beast. Certainly a guy to watch out for if you're playing shot props on Thursday night as well. I think I'd, I'd probably look to the Sharks at plus 105 here, just I, I Rangers have been so inconsistent lately, especially on this road trip, that getting the plus money on home ice, I think would probably be the play here for the Sharks. As for DraftKings, it's a really, really interesting slate on Thursday because there is so much chalk on the card that there are plenty of different options for stacks. And I think, you know, different people are going to use different stacks and, and there's different ways to go about this. So you can kind of look and, and pick your favorite your favorite favorite, if you want to call it that, and and really load up on some guys in a certain matchup. The Boston stack, I think, should be pretty popular against Philly. Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron. You could go down to Taylor Hall or Craig Smith if you want cheaper options there. Uh, The Tampa stack is also interesting against Vancouver. Kucherov's 
seems underpriced right now. Braden Point, Victor Hedman, Stamkos. If you need cheaper options there, you go Alex Kalorn or uh, Anthony Sorelli. The Carolina stack is interesting as well against Columbus. Svechnikov continues to, to feel underpriced to me. Sebastian Ajo, Tevo Teravainen. You could throw Tony D'Angelo in there as well. Uh, Winnipeg, you know, maybe not going to be as popular of a stack, but Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois are interesting names. You could even look to Robbie Fabry in that game for Detroit if Dylan Larkin is still out. He's going to get top line minutes. He does like to shoot the puck a lot as well. As for the Islanders against the Devils, I think you could give a look to Barzal, Lee, and Nelson, but not my favorite stack on the card. The Pred stack, I think, could be really, really interesting. Matthew Shane and Ryan Johansson, and you can go cheaper options with this one. You can bargain bin for the Preds with guys like Tolvanen, Janot, Cunning, uh, who are going to get some run, especially with Forsberg out. So I actually really like that Pred stack a lot. And the Montreal-Chicago game, I think, is really interesting. Alex Debrinkit is red hot right now, and the Habs just suck. So maybe roll with him. And if you do want some Habs, you know, maybe you think that they can get something going against Chicago. Hoffman, Suzuki, Caulfield, these guys are pretty cheap. Even Ben Sherratt has been kind of decent on the back end, getting some big minutes and some power play time as well. That's going to be it for me, though. You can check me out on Twitter at jhan 4 And remember to hit the like button or leave a comment and review on your way out. Good luck with your bets and your lineups, and I'll catch you all next week. Mm-hmm.